When we get into a mess with new data technology, it's usually not the fault of the technology itself. As my guest Dave Wells explains, the ghost in the machine is actually the people who use it, or are supposed to use it. Hi, I'm Ted Cazillo, and this is Data Doodle Radio, where we observe data technology try to work with us. And that is all part of my overall agenda of observing and improving our mastery of the whole story-driven art of understanding things through data. By the way, if you like that agenda, and if you find it interesting and Data Doodle in general worth reading and listening to, please tell your friends and colleagues. Even better, become a paid subscriber and tell them to do that too. In the first episode, Dave and I talked generally about how the gap between the leading edge and the trailing edge of technologies tends to get wider and wider. Here we go into more depth. So here's Dave. When was the first time that you saw this, that you noticed this happening? I, I guess I felt it back when I was IT management at the University of Washington. So that far back. And yeah, that far back. That was turn of the century time. Mm-hmm. And e- even then, what I felt was not so much technology getting out in front of us as the gap between the leading edge and the trailing edge of the technologies that we had continuing to get wider and wider. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, especially in a higher ed setting, you're aggressive about adopting new technologies, but rarely taking time to go back and pick up the trailing edge and pull it forward. That kind of became painful when the gap gets wide enough that you're trying to support a broad span of technologies with a relatively small and stable staff. And maybe the time that I've keyed in more on it as not just something I was experiencing, but an industry trend was back when I was working consulting in data catalog implementations and finding organizations struggle to get their data catalogs implemented. They could get the technology up and running, but getting the people to actually adopt it and use it and engage with it, especially the social aspects of it, people using data and commenting and sharing their knowledge and and their experience and their understanding of data, that was a hard thing to get going. Implementing the technology was easy. Getting it to actually be adopted and used was an entirely different challenge. So it was mostly a matter of behavior then, right? It was learning new behavior, learning how to use the technology, maybe even to respect the technology. Yeah, I think a piece of it was changing behavior. A piece of it was changing culture because you're talking about people who are, okay, they've just adopted self-service tools, so they've got a learning curve there. Then you bring in a data catalog on top of self-service tools and say, this is how you find your data. Now we want you to comment on your experiences with the data. And maybe it's just the rate of change versus the human capacity to adapt to change was part of the problem. Or I shouldn't say was, maybe it still is part of the problem. Could you put your finger on where the where the sticking point was? Where they, I assume there were some common sticking points, some things that if you could just get those unstuck, 
get that little bit of training done that you would have a much easier time with the rest of it. Is that true or was it just uh, a whole bunch of things? Yeah, I think it is a whole bunch of things, but if I were to guess, I think one is breaking out of the mold of the way we've always done it. And the way so, we've always done it for a business unit looking for data is data I've used in the past, data I know, ask my colleagues, that kind of thing. But I think maybe the other big sticking point is that data catalog implementation wasn't the only thing going on here that was affecting those people. And you get enough changes, enough new technologies, enough business process changes, enough of those things going on simultaneously. And that becomes a sort of a sticking point and people have to choose which things they're going to spend their energy really learning and engaging with, and which things they're going to blow off because they just feel overloaded. So I, I think the thought that comes to mind there is that some organizations don't even have a technology roadmap. Where are we going with technology? It's all reactive. Some have a technology roadmap. It's about planning for the implementing of new technologies and the onboarding of new technologies. But most of that roadmap is about the technology and the applications and very little of it is about the staffing and the training. And I think so maybe that's one of the sticking points is we really need to get better at technology architecture, technology road mapping, technology planning. And when we do that, it should not just be focused on the new technologies that we bring in, but on also on which older technologies are we gonna obsolete or retire so that we do pull the trailing edge forward. Can you, do you have any specific instances in mind when a particular situation, particular group of people who had, had these problems? Yeah, there, there was one, one particular consulting engagement comes to mind, and I'm not going to name the client because sure. I don't have their okay to do, but they were implementing data catalog and struggling with they already had the problem of metadata scattered all over the place. A data catalog is fundamentally a metadata management, and they already had the BI legacy of disjoint and disparate metadata where every BI tool had its own proprietary metadata, and things struggled to be connected and to know where to go to get the metadata that you needed to understand something about data. You've got metadata in database management systems, metadata in analytics tools, metadata in data viz tools, metadata in a Cognos or a business objects or whatever. Yeah, give me an example of that metadata, what, like what? Okay, it could be the se semantic model in, in one BI tool. It could mm -hmm. be the definitions of data in another tool. It could be where to find the data. It could be the data lineage. It's mm -hmm. all of these things. And when I'm a self-service business analyst trying to find data and evaluate that data and decide whether it's useful and whether it's trustworthy to me and all of that stuff, I need to go one place and I need to know everything about the definitions, the source, the mm -hmm. lineage, the data quality, all of those things that are in pockets of metadata here and there, I need to find them all in one place, not as a business analyst trying to get an analysis job done and usually on a timeline because we need answers quickly. I'm not going to spend my day chasing around finding the information in pockets of metadata here and there and everywhere. So if we haven't been able to bring it together in a data catalog, I'm going to go back to my old way of doing things, which is asking my colleagues. Mm -hmm. And when I ask my colleagues, 
as often as not, I end up using a spreadsheet that they can give me, which may be current, maybe not. Back to the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. Because we all know how to use Excel. Maybe we use it badly, but we all know how to use Excel. Yeah. You would think that somebody would had come up with a tool that would take all that metadata and from whoever created it and throw it all together. Okay, so that's now we're talking about something like Octopi. And Octopi is a great tool. It, it will pull a lot of that metadata together and it will help you to get it imported into data catalogs. But now we're back to the organization and the technology roadmap and what do we see as the pressing technology problems and is it pulling all of that metadata together? Is it even going out and looking for a tool like Octopi? Or are we now as an organization pushing the next wave of technology, which is about AI and machine learning. Mm -hmm. And we're off on trying to crest the next curve before we've even really made it over the last one. This, this is the problem of the technology getting out ahead of the people. We've not solved the old problems before we're off pursuing the new ones. That's the struggle we have is the new technology keeps coming in waves and we're being pushed to pursue that new technology, and sometimes with good reasons, the automation capabilities, the business capabilities that emerge, the competitive edge, all of the stuff that we can achieve with AI and machine learning and automation, it's hard to ignore it, but we're still struggling with managing data pipelines. We're still struggling with basic data, data lake management. We're still struggling with data catalog adoption. We're still struggling with metadata management. Um, yeah, you say we're still struggling, but yeah, okay, we're still struggling with those old tools, but the new tools are supposed to take care of all that, aren't they? If you believe the marketers. Okay, let's just believe them for a second. I know it's we'll drop that in a second, but <laughs> but let's say they've got something there, okay? Marketers say as they always do, it's easy to use. Okay. Describe how what is the alternative and where why why does that get stuck? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, for the sake of argument, believe in marketers, and it's easy to use. It's going to solve everything, all of these problems. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to solve it all, except that I have my legacy data lake, my mm -hmm. legacy data pipelines, my legacy data warehouses, my legacy BI applications, and I can chase it all the way back the path. This is back to the idea of pulling the trailing edge forward. If I implement these new technologies, maybe they solve it all for the new things. But unless I can invest the time and the budget and pull all of that legacy forward and migrate it to the new technologies, then I still have this gap, this widespread between my trailing edge and my leading edge, and I'm pushing the leading edge out further without having picked up the trailing edge. Now let me throw in that in addition to AI and ML solving all of this stuff, we're gonna put it all in the cloud. Okay. Now that we've put it all in the cloud, I have other kinds of issues, data sovereignty and uh, data privacy and data protection rules that apply based on where the data is physically located. The questions about automating data controls, the influences of cloud on um, the issues that data governance has to deal with. If every time I step up to one of these new technologies, I solve some old problems 
but I also bring on some new problems. If I go AIML, what, what about all of the discussion of biases in the algorithms? Where do I begin to deal with that? We hear about biases in facial recognition technology. Where do I begin to deal with that? Let, let me flash back way back to the early years of my career. It was 1970-something. And I was at a conference, a structured systems design conference in Topeka, Kansas, of all places. And I was talking with Jerry Weinberg's author of many books, maybe the best known as The Psychology of Computer Programming, Yes. At that time, Jerry was a wise old man. He was younger than I am today, but he was a wise old man in my mind. Mm -hmm. I was sitting having a beer with Jerry, and he said to me, we fool ourselves when we say we're in the problem-solving business. We're in the mm -hmm. business of trading problems. <laughs> if we're good at it, if we're good at it, we trade big ones for little ones. If we're not so good at it, we find ourselves in the middle of trading problems for even bigger problems. So where are we in this rush to AI, ML, and cloud? Are we really making good trades or are we not? I don't know the answer to that. I just have to raise the question because when we spend all of our energy chasing new technologies and leave the trailing edge behind, don't pick it up and pull it forward, we're, I think we're on the fast track to making a mess. Yeah. Now, you, but Dave, you're sounding like a disbeliever. You're supposed to be a true believer. You, you and you, and you haven't opted for the add-on module that would make all this easy. I've been doing this stuff for over fifty years, Chad, mm -hmm. and I've heard so many silver bullets pitched, and I have yet to see one that can't help but be a bit of a cynic. Okay. The flip side is we have come a long way. I miss the age of punch cards because nobody can shoot a rubber band worth a damn any. But aside from that, we have come a long way in all the years I've been in this business. And we have done a lot of good things. But as we've done those good things, we have increased the complexity of the technology, integration, interoperability, trustworthiness, reliability, critical dependency. We've increased all of that stuff over the years. And so we have to think about managing the technology more carefully. Okay, just imagine forward then. Say we get into a mess. What just draw the scenario that you see, a scenario that you, your, your worst might, nightmare, where could this be headed? I'm not going to call out for catastrophe. I, I don't see that happen. We will continue to prop up the critical technologies as we have to so that we're not headed on a fast path to disaster. Wait, when you yeah. say catastrophe, disaster, let's say some major companies fail or have some kind of a meltdown just because their data has gotten all screwed up. Would right. that, is that fair? A fair yeah. scenario? Yeah, yeah. And we're not going to have those major failures. What we're going to have is a higher frequency of the smaller failures. Equifax reporting wrong credit scores for hundreds of thousands of people hmm. because they screwed up data in a cloud migration. 
and that would pause a large portion of the world economy. It cost people points on mortgages. It had people with car loans denied. It caused people to pay higher interest rates than necessary. It hasn't played itself out yet. The ones that are going to get rich on it are the attorneys in the class action lawsuits. These are the kinds of things that happen when we don't manage our technology as well as we need to, is, mm-hmm. is we have these no huge disasters, but a lot of little things that affect people's lives. Okay. Now, suppose, go on the, the light side of that, the, the op- optimistic scenario. Let's say that they see this coming. There are enough good vendors who will uh, head that off. I don't know that the vendors can do the things that are needed to bring that scenario about. I think for the most part, the vendors are doing what vendors are supposed to do. They're innovating with technologies. They're bringing new technologies to us. They're opening the doors to new kinds of business capabilities. And it falls less on the vendors than on the users of technology to use it well, to manage it. And it can't really be this simple, but imagine a scenario where every time we bring in a new technology, we're going to retire one old te- simple equation like that would begin to mitigate the problem that we're looking at. I think vendors maybe can provide some assistance with training. Vendors, Most vendors now will provide implementation planning, but what about adoption planning? Implementation planning is okay. Let's get our technology up and running for you. Adoption planning is let's get people using it and let's get your IT organization positioned to support it. And part of supporting it well is what can I offload to make capacity to support the new stuff? I think it all goes back to financial. If I want to implement a new technology, I get the vendor's help in putting together the spin for the business case and the benefits and the value and how to pursue the sponsorship and the funding. If I want to obsolete something that's old technology, I don't get the same excitement. I don't get the same energy, but I still have to have people, staff, um, investment in obsoleting that old technology. Now what happens is Budgeting is the most suboptimal process in business. Mm-hmm. We're all working for the same company until budgeting time comes. And then I want my slice and don't worry much about what it means to you getting or not getting your slice. I think it really all comes back around to the way we fund things. Yeah. And yes, it, it shows is. up in so many ways. Uh, that have nothing, nothing even to do with technology. Yeah, it's ev- everything in business, when it depends on the budgeting process, mm-hmm. we end up sub-optimizing and doing harm to ourselves. And so there we have it. We have some other speakers coming up, and so tune in for that. I'm Ted Cazillo, and this is Data Doodle Radio.